Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is March 31st. Today, you guys, we're going to continue learning about the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to talk today about Joseph Smith history and his different accounts of the first vision. Now, Joseph Smith wrote or dictated four different accounts of the first vision. All other accounts that we have are second-hand accounts. A lot of people have given a lot of flack for there being some discrepancies in between the different versions of the first vision. And I want to talk about that a little bit. To me, it makes perfect sense that each account that Joseph Smith gave of the first vision would be slightly different, because in each account, he's preaching to a different group of people. And so he's emphasizing different aspects of that story. If you take a look at the four Gospels of the New Testament, here you have four different authors, but they're all telling the same story. They're all telling the story about the birth, life, and death of Jesus Christ. But each one of those Gospels is different. Each author of each Gospel emphasizes a certain part of Jesus Christ's life depending on who they were writing to. For example, Matthew was primarily writing to the Jews. And in order to help the Jews understand that Jesus Christ was the promised Messiah, his emphasis was to point out all the different prophecies that the life of Jesus Christ fulfilled. That was his main emphasis. Mark was writing primarily to the Gentiles, people who didn't have a foundation in the Jewish faith. And so his focus was the miracles of Jesus Christ, trying to prove Christ's divinity through the miracles that he worked. In fact, 25% of the book of Mark are stories about miracles. Luke was a doctor, he was a physician, and he was writing more to the educated crowd. And so he wrote primarily about the parables that Jesus Christ taught. And then John was writing to the members of the church. So John's writings are far more spirit-driven with deeper principles than the other three Gospels. So here you have four different accounts, all telling the exact same story of the life of Jesus Christ, but all four are coming from a different perspective, teaching a different audience, and are emphasizing different parts of the life of Christ. And that is exactly how it is with the four different accounts that Joseph Smith gave of the first vision. He was teaching different groups. He was trying to emphasize different aspects. And so each story, each account that he gave varied slightly. Nothing huge, nothing major, but just slight variations. And critics of the church have just beaten him up because there are just slight variations in those accounts. But if you and I want to get a fuller view of the first vision and the things that led to it, it would be safe for us to combine the different accounts of the first vision that Joseph gave. In 1838, Joseph Smith wrote an account of the first vision, and that is the account that we have in the Pearl of Great Price, that we have known as Joseph Smith history. And that version starts out like this. In verse one, it says that he wrote this history to put all inquirers after truth in possession of the facts. I love that because Joseph Smith is saying, hey, look, if you are sincere and if you really want to know the truth as to what happened to me, here's where you can find the facts. Not through Google, not through some angry guy's blog who's left the church, but here in the words that I've written, in the testimony that I've given, here is where you can find the facts of what happened. 
In that same history, he goes on to describe the environment of the time, what made him start to think about and be concerned about religion. In verse 5, he says, There was in the place where we lived an unusual excitement on the subject of religion. And there in western New York especially, there really was, in the 1820s, a huge stir of religion. In a different account that was written in 1832, Joseph's main concern after listening to all these preachers talk about salvation was about the salvation of his own soul, about how he could obtain forgiveness for his own sins. So if you combine that concern with what we read about in Joseph Smith history, we can get a fuller picture that Joseph really wanted to know what church could have the power to help him be saved. After listening to all these preachers, he just wanted to know which one of these churches is going to help me be saved. In verse 10, one of the most important questions that Joseph ever asked was, what is to be done? Here he is listening to all these different preachers, all these different religions. They're each talking about the Bible so differently and interpreting it so differently. He just wants to know, what am I supposed to do? There is power in that question that Joseph asked. Oftentimes when we pray and we ask questions, we just want to be given answers. But Joseph Smith wanted answers so that he could actually do something about it. He had every intention on acting on his answer. And for you and I, when we have questions or when we want direction from the Lord, that revelation can come into our lives with greater power when we are praying with that same real intent that Joseph Smith had. When we are asking the questions so that we can do something about the answers that we receive. Verse 11 is really interesting because in this verse, he says, While I was laboring under the extreme difficulties caused by the contest of these parties of religion, I was one day reading in the epistle of James, first chapter and fifth verse, which reads, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. So all of a sudden, Joseph Smith is reading in the scriptures and God says, look, if there is something that you need to know or something that you need to understand, ask me and I'll help you understand. Joseph Smith was reading in the scriptures that day because he was trying to understand what religion had the power to help him be saved. And as much as he studied the Bible, the answer for that was not there. But the answer that he did find was God saying, hey, if you have a question, ask me. That must have rocked Joseph Smith's world. At the time, in his Protestant culture that he was brought up in, there was an idea called sola scriptura, which means by scripture alone. It was this idea that scripture was the only infallible source of authority and truth. That personal revelation was not considered an authority for truth at all. So if the answer wasn't in the Bible, then there wasn't a way to receive that answer. And so here he is coming from this idea, this Protestant culture. He's searching the Bible for answers, and he's not seeing where it says the Methodist church is right, the Presbyterian is right, the Baptists are right. He comes across a scripture that says, if you want to know what to do, ask God, and God can teach you, and God can reveal to you. It must have blown his Protestant mind, because that was not the culture of the day, but it was the answer that he received, and he trusted that answer. And he had faith in that answer. I want you to ponder today, have you ever experienced this? Have you received revelation from God as you sought with real intent? When have you received wisdom that you lacked? In the April 2018 conference, President Nielsen gave a talk called Revelation for the Church, Revelation for Our Lives. And in that he said this, 
Brothers and sisters, how can we become the men and women, the Christ-like servants the Lord needs us to be? How can we find answers to the questions that perplex us? If Joseph Smith's transcendent experience in the sacred grove teaches us anything, it is that the heavens are open and that God speaks to his children. The prophet Joseph Smith set a pattern for us to follow in resolving our questions. Drawn to the promise of James that if we lack wisdom, we may ask of God. The boy Joseph took his question directly to Heavenly Father. He sought personal revelation, and his seeking opened up this last dispensation. In like manner, what will your seeking open for you? What wisdom do you lack? What do you feel an urgent need to know or understand? Follow the example of the prophet Joseph. Find a quiet place where you can regularly go. Humble yourself before God. Pour out your heart to your Heavenly Father. Turn to Him for answers and for comfort. Pray in the name of Jesus Christ about your concerns, your fears, your weaknesses, yes, the very longings of your heart. And then, listen. I am so grateful for this understanding that started with Joseph Smith. I am grateful to know that answers can be found in Revelation, that God can speak to me personally through the influence of the Holy Ghost, that I don't just have to rely on other people's interpretation of the Bible for answers to my questions, but that I can go to my Father in Heaven in prayer and that He will hear me and that He can and will reveal His will to me personally and individually. I am grateful for the revelations that I have received and I know that they come from God. Tomorrow, you guys, we're going to dive more into the actual vision that Joseph Smith received and the impact that that has had on the world ever since. Thank you so much for listening today, you guys. This has been Come Follow Me Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.